Section eleven of Sintram and His Companions. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Sintram and His Companions by Friedrich de la Motte Fouquet. Translated by F. E. Bennett. Chapter twenty eight. He is dead. The horrors of that fearful stormy night have killed him thus said about this time some of beyond's retainers who had not been able to bring him back to his senses since the morning of the day before they had made a couch of wolf and bear skins for him in the great hall in the midst of the armour which still lay scattered around one of the esquires said with a low sigh the lord have mercy on his poor wild soul just then the warden blew his horn from his tower and a trooper came into the room with a look of surprise a knight is coming hither said he a wonderful knight i could have taken him for our lord sintram but a bright bright morning cloud floats so close before him and throws over him such a clear light that one could fancy red flowers were showered down upon him besides his horse has a wreath of red leaves on his head which was never a custom of the son of our dead lord just such a one replied another i wove for him yesterday he was not pleased with it at first but afterwards he let it remain but why didst do thou that it seemed to me as if i heard a voice singing again and again in my ear victory victory the noblest victory the knight rides forth to victory and then i saw a branch of our oldest oak tree stretched towards me which had kept on almost all its red and yellow leaves in spite of the snow so i did according to what i had heard sung and i plucked some of the leaves and wove a triumphal wreath for the noble war-horse at the same time skovmak you know that the faithful beast had always a great dislike to Bjorn, and therefore had gone to the stable with the horse skovmak jumped upon me fawning and seemed pleased as if he wanted to thank me for my work and such noble animals understand well about good prognostics they heard the sound of sintram's purse on the stone steps and skovmak's joyous bark at that instant the supposed corpse of old bjorn sat up looked around with rolling staring eyes and asked of the terrified retainers in a hollow voice who comes there ye people who comes there i know it is my son but who comes with him the answer to that bears the sword of decision in its mouth for see good people goddard and rudlip have prayed much for me yet if the little master come with him i am lost in spite of them thou art not lost my beloved father sintram's kind voice was heard to say as he softly opened the door and the bright red morning cloud floated in with him bjorn joined his hands cast a look of thankfulness up to heaven and said smiling yes praised be god it is the right companion it is sweet gentle death and then he made a sign to his son to approach saying come here my deliverer come blessed of the lord that i may relate to thee all that has passed within me as sintram now sat close by his father's couch 
all who were in the room perceived a remarkable and striking change for old Bjorn, whose whole countenance and not his eyes alone had been wont to have a fiery aspect was now quite pale almost like white marble while on the other hand the cheeks of the once steadily pale sintram glowed with a bright bloom like that of early youth it was caused by the morning clad which still shone upon him whose presence in the room was rather felt than seen but it produced a gentle thrill in every heart see my son began the old man softly and mildly i have lain for a long time in a death-like sleep and have known nothing of what was going on around me but within ah within i have known but too much i thought that my soul would be destroyed by the eternal anguish and yet again i felt with much greater horror that my soul was eternal like that anguish beloved son thy cheeks that glowed so brightly are beginning to grow pale at my words i refrain from more but let me relate to you something more cheering far far away i could see a bright lofty church where godhard and rudleblenz were kneeling and praying for me godhard had grown very old and looked almost like one of our mountains covered with snow on which the sun in the lovely evening hours is shining and rudlip was also an elderly man but very vigorous and very strong and they both with all their strength and vigour were calling upon god to aid me their enemy then i heard a voice like that of an angel saying his son does the most for him he must this night wrestle with death and with a fallen one his victory will be victory and his defeat will be defeat for the old man and himself thereupon i awoke and i knew that all depended upon whom thou wouldst bring with thee thou hast conquered next to god the praise be to thee godhead and rudlip have helped much replied sintram and beloved father so have the fervent prayers of the chaplain of drontheim i felt when struggling with temptation and deadly fear how the heavenly breath of holy men floated round me and aided me i am most willing to believe that my noble son and everything thou sayest to me answered the old man and at the same moment the chaplain also coming in bjorn stretched out his hand towards him with a smile of peace and joy and now all seems to be surrounded with a bright circle of unity and blessedness but see said old bjorn how the faithful skovmark jumps upon me now and tries to caress me it is not long since he used always to howl with terror when he saw me my dear lord said the chaplain there is a spirit dwelling in good beasts though dreamy and unconscious as the day wore on the stillness in the hall increased the last hour of the aged night was drawing near but he met it calmly and fearlessly the chaplain and sintram prayed beside his couch the retainers knelt devoutly around at length the dying man said is that the prayer bell in verena's cloister sintram's looks said yea while warm tears fell on the colourless cheeks of his father a gleam shone in the old man's eyes the morning cloud stood close over him and then the gleam the morning cloud and life with them departed from him chapter twenty nine 
a few days afterwards sintram stood in the parlour of the convent and waited with a beating heart for his mother to appear he had seen her for the last time when a slumbering child he had been awakened by her warm farewell kisses and then had fallen asleep again to wonder in his dreams what his mother had wanted with him and to seek her in vain the next morning in the castle and in the garden the chaplain was now at his side rejoicing in the chastened rapture of the knight whose fierce spirit had been softened on whose cheeks a light reflection of that solemn morning cloud yet lingered the inner doors opened in her wide veil stately and noble the lady verena came forward and with a heavenly smile she beckoned her son to approach the grating there could be no thought here of any passionate outbreak whether of sorrow or of joy Quote, in whose sweet presence sorrow dares not lower nor expectation rise too high for earth christian year the holy peace which had its abode within these walls would have found its way to a heart less tried and less purified than that which beat in sintram's bosom shedding some placid tears the son knelt before his mother kissed her flowing garments through the grating and felt as if in paradise where every wish and every care is hushed beloved mother said he let me become a holy man as thou art a holy woman then i will betake myself to the cloister yonder and perhaps i might one day be deemed worthy to be thy confessor if illness or the weakness of old age should keep the good chaplain within the castle of drontheim that would be a sweet quiet happy life my good child replied the lady verena but such is not thy vocation thou must remain a bold powerful knight and thou must spend the long life which is almost always granted to us children of the north in succouring the weak in keeping down the lawless and in yet another more bright and honourable employment which i hitherto rather honour than know god's will be done said the knight and he rose up full of self-devotion and firmness that is my good son said lady verena oh how many sweet calm joys spring up for us see already in our longing desire of meeting again satisfied and thou wilt never more be so entirely estranged from me every week on this day thou wilt come back to me and thou wilt relate what glorious deeds thou hast done and take back with thee my advice and my blessing am i not once more a good and happy child cried sintram joyously only that the merciful god has given me in addition the strength of a man in body and spirit oh how blessed is that son to whom it is allowed to gladden his mother's heart with the blossoms and the fruit of his life thus he left the quiet cloister's shade joyful in spirit and richly laden with blessings to enter on his noble career he was not content with going about wherever there might be a rightful cause to defend or evil to avert the gates of the now hospitable castle stood always open also to receive and shelter every stranger and old rolf who was almost grown young again at the sight of his lord's excellence was established as seneschal the winter of sintram's life set in bright and glorious and it was only at times that he would sigh within himself and say ah montfaucon ah gabriel if i could dare to hope that you have quite forgiven me chapter thirty 
the spring had come in its brightness to the northern lands when one morning sintram turned his horse homewards after a successful encounter with one of the most formidable disturbers of the peace of his neighbourhood his horsemen rode after him singing as they went as they drew near the castle they heard the sound of joyous notes wound on the horn some welcome visitor must have arrived said the knight and he spurred his horse to a quicker pace over the dewy meadow while still at some distance they descried old rolf busily engaged in preparing a table for the morning meal under the trees in front of the castle gates from all the turrets and battlements floated banners and flags in the fresh morning breeze as squires were running to and fro in their gayest apparel as soon as the good rolf saw his master he clapped his hands joyfully over his grey head and hastened into the castle immediately the wide gates were thrown open and sintram as he entered was met by rolf whose eyes were filled with tears of joy while he pointed towards three noble forms that were following him two men of high stature one in extreme old age the other grey-headed and both remarkably alike were leading between them a fair young boy in a page's dress of blue velvet richly embroidered with gold the two old men wore the dark velvet dress of german burghers and had massive gold chains and large shining medals hanging round their necks sintram had never before seen his honoured guests and yet he felt as if they were well-known and valued friends the very aged man reminded him of his dying father's words about the snow-covered mountains lighted up by the evening sun and then he remembered he could scarcely tell how that he had heard folko say that one of the highest mountains of that sort in his southern land was called the saint gotthard and at the same time he knew that the old but yet vigorous man on the other side was named rudlieb but the boy who stood between them ah sintram's humility dared scarcely form a hope as to who he might be however much his features so noble and soft called up two highly honoured images before his mind then the aged courted lens the king of old men advanced with a solemn step and said this is the noble boy engeltram of montfaucon the only son of the great baron and his father and mother sent him to you sir sintram knowing well your holy and glorious knightly career that you may bring him up to all the honourable and valiant deeds of this northern land and may make of him a christian knight like yourself sintram threw himself from his horse engeltram of montfaucon held the stirrup gracefully for him checking the retainers who pressed forward with these words i am the noblest born esquire of this knight and the service nearest to his person belongs to me sintram knelt in silent prayer on the turf then lifting up in his arms towards the rising sun the image of holko and gabriel he cried with the help of god my engeltram thou wilt become glorious as that sun and thy cause will be like his and old rolf exclaimed as he wept for joy lord now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace Godard Lent and Rudlip were pressed to Sintram's heart. The chaplain of Drontheim, who just then came from Verena's cloister to bring a joyful greeting to her brave son, stretched out his hands to bless them all. End of section 11 End of Sintram and his companions 
by Friedrich Telemort Fouquet, translated by F. E. Bennett.